If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Welcome to the Honest Art Podcast. I'm your host, Jody King. As an artist for 20 years, instructor, speaker, author, and fellow rebel, I've worked with thousands of people around the world, from beginners to established artists, helping them create their strongest art and build a career doing what they love. So if you are ready to have a little fun while you learn about art, creativity, building a thriving art business, and living a bold, audacious life, you are in the right place. Also, if you're considering going pro in your art business, grab the PDF in the show notes on the five things they don't teach you in art school. All right, let's get messy. Before developing his theory of relativity, Albert Einstein's headmaster expelled Einstein from school, and another teacher predicted that he would never amount to anything. Einstein even failed his entrance exam into college. Then there's old Van Gogh. Vincent failed as an art dealer. He flunked his entrance exam to theology school and was fired by the church after an ill-fated attempt at missionary work. He sold one painting in his lifetime four months before he died, but he finished more than a thousand pieces of art. And then there's Michael Jordan. He was cut from his sophomore basketball team, even though he captured six championships during his professional career, Jordan missed over 12,000 shots, lost nearly 400 games, and failed to make more than 25 would-be game-winning baskets. And then J.K. Rowling, we know her story. She was rejected by 12 major publishers, but they're regretting that now. At some point, all great achievers are tempted to believe that they are failures. But in spite of that, they persevere. In the face of adversity and rejection, they hold on to self-belief and refuse to see themselves as failures. How the hell do they do that? And how can we develop that resilience within ourselves? This is an episode that you may want to save or download because if you are following your dreams or pursuing a career in the arts, rejection is inevitable. Or you may want to send this to a friend who has experienced a setback. You ready? Let's get messy. Maybe you can relate to this. You've submitted your work to the 8th gallery and still no representation. Or you haven't sold a painting in months and that last one you sold was to your best friend. Or you've applied to three major art fairs, but were denied for each one. Or you released your first collection, but didn't sell a single painting. All of these have happened to artists that I've worked with just in the last year. When faced with setbacks and rejection, it's easy to abandon our creative passions. Uh, The harder thing to do, though, the more stubborn approach is to keep going. 
And I've often said that there's nothing special about me. That's not to say that I don't have a healthy sense of self-worth because I really do. It's simply to say that I don't have anything inherently in me that you don't have in you. I wasn't born with a paintbrush in my hand. I wasn't even raised around the arts. No one in my family painted. I never took an art class after the required ones in elementary school. But I woke up one day 20 years ago and just thought, hmm, wouldn't it be fun to paint? And since I am stubborn as fuck about creating a life that I love, that means following my passions, I painted and learned as much as I could, often by failing, about what it takes to have success as an artist. And here's the other thing. I often like to say that the key to life is around managing my expectations. So I expect that there will be moments when life is hard. I expect that there will be setbacks as an artist. That way, you know what? I'm not surprised. And also, I just don't entertain the idea of quitting. You see, it's how we frame setbacks or rejections that makes all the difference. It's those very setbacks that build our resilience. So let's dig into how to build that resilience because setbacks are inevitable. Number one, acknowledge the feelings, but, okay, listen, it's natural to feel disappointed, frustrated, or even hurt after facing rejection. Please allow yourself to experience those emotions. Don't pretend I've done this, you guys. Don't pretend it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. I don't care. It's actually critical to acknowledge those sad or disappointed feelings. But give that shit a deadline. Do not sit in it for too long because rehashing rejection for too long will actually sabotage us and our creativity and it eats away at our self-confidence. It's also important that we keep the rejection in perspective. So listen, this is really important. The rejection is about what we're doing. It's not about who we are. When I experience disappointment or setbacks, I try to remember, as Paul Coelho wrote in The Alchemist, I fucking love that book, The Alchemist. If you haven't read it, please go get it. Here's what he said in The Alchemist. The universe is conspiring in my favor. That is so important for me to remember. And it once took me days before I could, I could circle back to this wisdom when I had a setback. Nowadays, it only takes me minutes or hours. But what, when I remember it's about what I'm doing, that's when I can actually correct the doing. There was this amazing artist that I worked with in Studio Elite. Her paintings were gorgeous. She was truly an awesome human and artist. But when she released her first full collection, crickets, none of them sold. But it wasn't about who she was or even the quality of her art. It was about how she did it. Did she have a pity party for a hot second? Sure. But with the help of myself and the other members of Studio Elite, she picked herself up, learned from the experience, and got back out there. 
Guess what happened the second time she released a collection? Total score. We can't make the rejection about our inherent self-worth. We have to remember it's about the doing. Okay, the second thing in building resilience around rejection is we have to challenge negative self-talk and negative thoughts. But we literally can't challenge anything, um, negative thoughts, emotions, anything like that, unless we know what they are. So the question is like, how do we figure that out? What do we do when we don't even realize we've got negative thoughts? How do we do that work? An exercise I like to suggest is to grab a pen and paper. This part is important, by the way. You know, you could do it on your phone or digitally, but something about that pen and paper. And write down the phrase. You ready? I actually don't want blank because of blank. Write this down eight to ten times. I don't actually want blank because of blank. Write this down, like I said, eight to 10 times and answer that question quickly and watch what happens. So it may sound something like this. I don't actually want to be a successful artist because I may have to work harder than I am now. Or I don't actually want a relationship because I'll lose myself to another person. Okay, so you do this. And then, here's where it gets really good. Ask yourself the question behind each one of those, is that true? I used to have a subconscious thought that I was totally unaware of. I mean, duh, that's kind of the definition of subconscious, but I was totally unaware of it. I thought that all I wanted was to become a successful artist. But the subconscious thought was, I was afraid that if I became a successful artist, that it would affect my ability to be a good wife and mother. Again, it was completely subconscious. I only realized it when I was having dinner with a girlfriend one night, and I'll never forget it. She was awesome. She was a big fan of my art and had even commissioned a painting for me. And we were sitting in this dimly lit Italian restaurant, catching up. And she turned and she asked me, why I wasn't doing more to promote my art business. The Cabernet may have had something to do with this. I mean, I really let my guard down, but I was shocked when the tears started to pool in my eyes and I got a lump in my throat. At the time, I was a wife and a mother and stepmother to five kids. I looked at her with tears in my eyes and I just whispered, I can't. Why not? She said, because I might lose my family. My answer and the moment shocked me. Lucky for me, I later asked myself the question, is that true? The answer was, of course, no. I know plenty of examples where women had followed their dreams and maintained a happy home life. My favorite example of all time is Sarah Blakely. She's an amazing wife, mom. She's fun. She has a ball. She's got four kids and she founded Spanx. My point is we have got to challenge those negative thoughts because if we don't, it's like having one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake 
and we were sitting there in our car wondering why we're not going anywhere. Okay, so let's look at the third thing that we need to focus on to build resilience around rejection. And that is focus on the process. So know that rejection is simply an indication that you are fucking going for it. This is big. No one who has ever accomplished anything great did so without experiencing rejection. So focus on showing up consistently for your art. Focus on learning all that you can about painting or creating or building an art business if that's what you're into. Absolutely have goals, but focus on how good the process can be and how fun it can feel and lean into that because there is no final destination that we get to. The only final destination is a dirt nap. So in my early 20s, I read The Station, a poem by Robert Hastings. The message has stuck with me for over 30 years. The premise is that reaching some final destination or the station is futile. As he says in his poem, quote, sooner or later, we must realize there is no one station, no one place to arrive at once and for all. The true joy of life is the trip. The station is only a dream. It constantly outdistances us. So focus on how much fun we can have in this process. If you have to do something that's not fun, which every business has, then focus on how good you're going to feel once you've checked it off your list. Because there will be rejections, but owning and celebrating the process will ultimately be how we accomplish our goals. Okay, now this is a big one. I don't know who I'm talking to here, but this is important. Refuse the victim label. In other words, reject the tendency to point fingers or to vilify someone else or their opinions if you've been rejected or have had a setback. This not only doesn't move us forward by pointing fingers, it actually takes us backwards. Here's an example. When I first was offered representation by a gallery, the gallerist agreed over the phone to start by taking three of my paintings, but she also asked that I bring other pieces to the gallery to decide if she wanted more. So, excitedly, I rented a big van and brought 13 more pieces along with the three that she wanted. As I pulled the paintings one by one out of the van at her gallery, I could feel her eyes judging each painting as I tilted them and leaned them against the wall. Once they were all lined up, she paced back and forth reviewing each one. I had my favorites, of course, but she was not lingering in front of those. Instead, she finally says, I'll take that one, that one, this one, and that one, but not this one, this one, or this one. The ones she didn't take, all of them were my favorites. 
When I asked her what it was about the ones that she rejected, she said, I can always tell an less experienced artist by their use of white and black as their lightest and darkest values in a painting, especially when the painting has lots of color. So I could have stoically taken my paintings away and decided she didn't know what the hell she was talking about. These were my favorites and there was a reason. They were amazing. She's a little cuckoo anyway. She left me waiting for over an hour, which she did. How rude. Blah, blah, blah. Like victim, victim, victim. Instead, I took her information to heart and I elevated the way I painted. And when I do the monthly art critiques with Studio Elite, I am able to share all of the knowledge that gallerists and people way smarter than me have imparted to me over the years to help other artists make their strongest art as well. Imagine the cumulative missed opportunity if I instead chose to be a victim in that situation. Okay, we've got two more. Stay with me. This is important. All right, number five, work on your self-worth. Our business will only be as healthy as we are. It cannot cannot be separated. You literally can't have a thriving business when you're constantly dissing yourself or plagued by negative self-talk because your business will be a mirror for you. When you think or say things like, I'll never be able to make this work, or my, my paintings probably won't sell anyway, or who am I to think I can do this? Stop it. Cancel, cancel. Your thoughts and your words matter. Lao Tzu, a legendary Taoist philosopher said, and I love this, love this, love this. He said, watch your thoughts. They become your words. Watch your words. They become your actions. Watch your actions. They become your habits. Watch your habits. They become your character. Watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Now, When it comes to self-worth, I have some daily spiritual practices that I do that keep me grounded in self-awareness and self-love. I meditate every morning and I also affirm that I am the object of of love of the spirit or of the universe or of God. I also keep a gratitude journal. It's been critical in my life. And I've been keeping that gratitude journal on and off for over 25 years. I might miss a few nights here and there, but almost every night before bed, I write down five things that I'm grateful for. It helps to set gratitude in my subconscious before bed. But more than that, it helps me to keep things in perspective. It helps me to remember what really matters. Painting and being an artist and running a creative business is what I do. But I am more than what I do. I am enough and I am worthy just as I am. Okay, finally, this is a really big one. It's how do we bounce back? Like literally, how do we bounce back faster from rejection? And my number one tool is find a supportive community. I am not immune to self-pity after a setback, 
But I have learned that having a community of supportive artists or supportive friends, or better yet, both, helps me bounce back a million times faster than if I'm just trying to muscle through it alone. And I can really have a tendency as an introvert and, you know, not wanting, you know, as a people pleaser to try to muscle through alone. This is one of the reasons that I created my programs, including Studio Lead, but Studio Lead is about artists who honor their dreams and take them seriously, but we also go farther together. Have you ever heard the saying, if you want to go fast, go alone? If you want to go far, go together? Well, I've seen artists go farther, faster when they are in a community of supportive people who also believe in their dreams. Let's face it, there will be plenty of naysayers who look you in the eye and tell you to go for it, but you can sense that they don't truly believe in you, not because they are bad and not because they are negative, but because they're afraid for you because they've never seen anyone truly make it happen. I am fortunate because I've worked with and have surrounded myself with literally thousands of artists who are making it happen. But a supportive community, there is nothing like it. Sometimes we need people around us who see something in us that we can't see in ourselves. Or you know what? Maybe life has just been rough. And we've started to believe some of the negative self-talk. Having someone look at us, tilt up our chin, cheer us on, and remind us who the fuck we are, that is priceless. So listen, setbacks are inevitable. But defeat isn't really a defeat, is it? Failure isn't really failure. It's a redirection It's an opportunity to learn something. It's absolutely not the time to quit. So please keep going. The world needs what only you can offer. So if you're thinking you may want to go farther, faster, I really encourage you to find a community of artists who support you in your personal growth as well as your business growth. Mentoring artists on their journey sets my face on fire. It's my passion. It is truly my purpose and my calling. But even if we don't work together, please find someone who believes in your fine-ass self. And if you think it would be a blast for us to work together, applications are now open for Studio Elite. I know it seems early, but it does start in January. I mean, what a great time to put your stake in the ground and set your artistic goals in motion. You can get more info about Studio Elite at the link in the show notes. I would love to have the opportunity to work with you.